We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is 8.07. It is not Geraldine Steele. It's Shaletta Brundage. I am here feeling in for my friend on her award-winning show still talking jonathan says i'll be here until 11 and so we have an amazing lineup of guests for you center stage is coming up we're going to tell you about some shows that you want to check out it's christmas time um, a lot of amazing performances going on in the twin cities uh, some old holiday traditions and some new ones that you can begin to make for you and your family you know and and as we began to go out in these circles you know it was hard for me um for two years two and a half years um my children were homeschooled i kept them inside we were in our protective bubble nobody in and nobody out you know we were ordering food online we were doing a curbside pickup at hy-vee if we couldn't get it uh online at target and pull up and have somebody pop it in the trunk we were not getting it um and i was afraid of this virus i remember seeing the refrigerated trucks filled with bodies i remember um talking to folks one day and then the next day they were gone um so many people elders in our church and community um whose immune system was low and and who did not survive and who didn't make it friends who lost parents and loved ones um i watched children be orphaned because they lost both mother and father during the pandemic and so when they opened up and they were like, hey, y'all come on back to school. I was like, mm, no, thank you. I'm not going to be the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth person back uh, up in there. Okay. I'm going to really be the last one and I'm going kicking and screaming. And as much as I love church, um, you know, it, it took a lot for me to go back into the sanctuary because I had began to live my life online. I began to um, do everything virtually and people would ask me to come to events and come to gatherings as the world began to open up Um, and I initially refused. I think I was the last holdout, last man standing. And and so I was um, appreciative of my friend Dr. Yahuru Williams um, being in this New York Times article Um, talking about how Americans are struggling for new balance as the pandemic drags on, as offices and restaurants and schools fill up, uh, folks are adjusting expectations and habits. 
um, in, in a moment of uncertainty. And Dr. Williams has it's just been too long since we chatted. And, you know, when we get together, I just I got my cognac. I got my legs crossed. <laughs> I, I got my blanket. I'm I'm just going to sit back and just let you take over because, you know, whenever we talk, we get deep. And this New York Times column was deep. You know, everybody that I know is talking about it because everybody has their own comfort level. And some of us who were afraid to go out, who are now finally poking our head up out of the hole. You know, it is a struggle for balance. Um, The the reporter rightly called you to get your perspective on it. What did you tell him? Well, it was interesting because we I just had a book come out on the pandemic called Afterlife, Mm -hmm. the collective Mm -hmm. history of the pandemic. And. What I told her essentially was, um, I think the trepidation that people have concerning um, getting back out is really rooted in the fact that this was a disruption unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime. I think there are other moments in our history that uh, for other people might approach this level of disruption. We could think about the Spanish flu and World War I and World War II, of course. But in terms of this generation, we haven't experienced anything like this. So it's going to take a long time for people to get back to the new normal. And I think you spoke to it earlier. There are a lot of folks who, you know, rightfully, particularly in black and brown communities, still have a great deal of fear about what this means, because early on what we saw was the pandemic ravage communities of color in particular, partly because of challenges to our healthcare system, partly because a lot of those people who were in those so-called essential worker positions were black and brown people. And so were more susceptible not only to contracting COVID themselves, but then bringing that home. So, it, you know, it had a detrimental impact in, in the black community in particular, um, in the native community and Latino community. But last but not least, um, you know, we, unfortunately, particularly as African-Americans, have a long history of um, distrust with uh, the medical field because of the experimentation that was done on black and brown bodies, going back to the Tuskegee experiment and um, books like uh, Margaret Washington's Medical Apartheid that speak to it or speak to that legacy. So that fear is real in our community. And the, you, health providers, health care providers, government officials, others really have to be cognizant of that as they're trying to understand and help communities of color in particular navigate post-pandemic life. But this is the thing. They think we're just being, um, you know, just extra careful. They think that, you know, we're being too cautious and, and, you know, they, you know, kind of brush it off. But this has been going on for generations and it's deeper than just um, not trusting what the CDC says about COVID. Um, You know, this has been going on since our great grandmother's grandmothers were around. And, you know, we weren't getting the best care and we weren't getting the best treatment. And, you know, they look at our mortality rate and wonder why we're dying sooner. And we have all these problems and issues. It's because we go to the doctor and say, this is happening. This is wrong. And nobody does anything until it's too late. Right. And, you know, when you, you talk about that, Shaletta, it's so true because we go back to at the turn of the century, there's a, um, a great piece in the, in the volume we put together by a scholar who looks at uh, what was called the, quote, new Negro servants disease. There was an outbreak um, of infectious disease at the turn of the century, and they were blaming the black women who were coming into work as maids for spreading that disease when, in fact, they weren't spreading it at all at all. That's a long institutional, uh, deeply embedded or deeply ingrained memory um, that carries over over generations. So, 
it's not as if, as you pointed out, you have people being resistant simply for the sake of being resistant. This isn't saying I don't want to wear a mask. No, this is rooted in, hey, you know, we are, if we were talking about employment, you know, the first uh, hired, last, uh, first, uh, last hired, first fired. Well, in this context, it's like we almost become kind of the advanced guard or those people who are going to be experimented upon because of the kind of tenuous nature that um, people of color occupy, black people occupy within on the employment hierarchy anyway. So it becomes really, really, um, you know, problematic. We think about this in terms of uh, inner city schools and scarcity. So even before the pandemic, we were talking about a lack of resources in inner city public schools, overcrowding in classrooms. Now you're talking about a post-pandemic, you know, is there enough PPE putting kids into classrooms where there are other challenges? That's a big ask. So that pushback is very understandable. Okay, we're going to keep you around for another segment because we just have to because you are just so amazing. We're going to talk about this book, where people can find it. You know, how did you decide I'm just going to write this book? I'm going to put it all in one place and educate people so that if and when something like this happens again, we don't repeat the same mistakes we made this time. We are talking to Dr. Uhuru Williams on Still Talking. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is 8.20. I am talking to one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. He has a brand new book out that you definitely want to pick up. It is a must read. Uh, Dr. Yahura Williams is joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Dr. Williams, um, this this book is going to um, change folks' perspective. Uh, tell us all about it and um, the inspiration behind you writing it. Well, it's called Afterlife, A Collective History of Loss and Redemption in Pandemic America. And I co-edited it and with um, Raylan Barnes, who was at Princeton University, and Carrie Lee Merritt. And we wrote it because we were, like everybody, kind of home, you know, dealing with the fallout from the pandemic and, mm-hmm. you know, questions about what did this moment mean? And often with historians, you know, you, you're looking at 30, 40 years before you get the first draft of history about what happened. Right. We, can, we can't wait. We need to 
kind of tackle this now and make meaning. And we were looking at, you know, everyone kind of focuses on the pandemic, but the reality is that we had three major kind of seismic shifts that took place. There was the pandemic, which then was followed with the racial reckoning occasioned by the murder of George Floyd and, the, um, you know, all of the, the, the protests that were taking place related to Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Arbery mm-hmm. and George Floyd. And then you had January 6th. So you have these three seismic mm-hmm. moments. And we said, look, we, we have to write this book and talk about how America gets over or deals with this sense of loss, both in the personal sense. So we have, you know, people writing about how small losses. There's a great essay by Eula Taylor. She talks about losing her Starbucks table, but really what she's talking about is a loss of community. Those things that we Ooh. became accustomed to and familiar with that became part of our routine and what that meant. And then people who talked about larger issues. Keith Ellison contributed a phenomenal essay on his mother and his influ- mm. her influence on his, act, uh, his um, activism and choice of legal studies. I wrote about the reckoning in terms of um, the loss of my great-grandfather. One of the things that I talk about in my piece is that what the reckoning reminds us, particularly for black folks, is when Al Sharpton came here and delivered that eulogy on behalf Mm. of George Floyd, he said, George Floyd's story has been the story of black folks in America. And I think for most African-Americans, and this is what I write about in that piece, we don't have to look very far into our own family history to find those common miscarriages of the American justice system. It happened to my family in the 1930s. Um, my grandfather was killed. My uh, great uh, great uncle was killed. And then the, the person who was involved in that was ultimately involved in a high-speed chase with police and was killed by the killed by those officers. Um, the only reason the officers were charged for manslaughter in that case is that when they shot out the tires of his vehicle, um, they careened into a pair of white farmers killing those white farmers. So they had to do something about the death of those white farmers. So they charged the officers, but ultimately the two officers were acquitted because they said that the Negroes caused the whole, quote unquote, caused the whole thing. If they hadn't been running from the police and and, uh, trading in moonshine, the accident never would have happened. So I go back to the 1930s. I see that as I'm watching what's happening with George Floyd. And I said, "We we need to talk about all these things, the reckoning in terms of racial justice, how we're dealing with, um, you know, the, the, challenge to American democracy as we know it. Um, As Nancy Pelosi famously put it, to have, you know, these uh, folks show up at the temple of democracy and to question free and fair elections, so on and so forth. And then the pandemic, we were just wanting to write about and get some smart folks, uh, some creative people to kind of share their insights on what what these moments mean. How do we survive all that? I, I mean, I didn't think about it until you said it. We had the pandemic. We had George Floyd. We had Breonna Taylor. We had January 6th. And then we had our own personal struggles, um, our children's personal struggles, death um, around us, um, businesses closed, jobs um, that no longer exist, society as we know it. How are we still standing? You know, it's interesting because I, one of the things that got me through was, was following you in humor. Um, mm. We are remarkably resilient people, and I think we adapted. I, you know, I look at, for example, the advent of Zoom and how, um, what facility we now have with uh, digital communication, how social media, which is now under assault um, with Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter, helps <laughs> all of us because we're social beings, so we have to connect. Yeah. And it was, you know, we were fortunate to have some people who were just very good at connecting us in virtual spaces. 
Um, I follow you on Facebook, so I got my daily dose of humor. I'm an insight and that type of human connection just from the communities that we built in spaces that were virtual and not real. At the same time, what you talk about is major. I think about some of the businesses here in the Twin Cities that are gone, that won't come back. Mm -hmm. Things that were, I'll give you a very silly example, but it's a good one. Granny Donuts in West St. Paul is gone. Don't even play with me. Baby, we, that was our Sunday, I mean a Saturday morning stop. We will wake up early so we can be the first ones. And Granny's Donuts is gone. My kids are devastated. That is amazing that you said that. Me too. That was, uh, it's, um, and I I realized that that was both the pandemic and then this housing crunch, but both mm. of those were um, exacerbated by the pandemic and, and the reckoning, you know, the, the reality that we don't have enough affordable housing in the Twin Cities. So when, you know, for me, the, the most compelling witness during the Chauvin trial was Alicia Euler, the very first witness. And people were like, you know, saying all kinds of horrible things about her. But to me, she was a portrait of everything that was wrong. Because she talked about doing shift work at the, at the service station. She talked about dropping out of high school in the 11th grade. She talked about being housing insecure. And then she says, mm-hmm. you know, the worst of it is when the police come messing with people. She kind of encapsulated what the reality is for so many folks in our community. And then when you add to that, that incredible loss. So, I, I, you know, I, t- I take for granted or took for granted that I can get my cup of coffee in the morning from, you know, or, or that, you know, I would be able to, well, what if you don't have a vehicle? What if you don't? Um, I, I think about a, a student of mine who wrote me during the uh, uprising and said, look, you know, the, the CVS closed and my grandmother needs uh, her medication and we don't have access to that. So the wow. pandemic kind of exacerbated in a very real way and, and, and shown in a very real, real way how we have to be resilient, but we also have to be more connected. I mean, we really need to now that we talk about post pandemic, we have to lead with our hearts. Yeah. Okay. So how can we get this book? Where is it available? Because folks are listening and we want to support the work that you are doing. Um, I'm on social media right now. And the good thing that I love about the folks who listen to this show is that we don't just engage in conversation online. And then when the commercial break happens, uh, you know, we stop talking. Brenda Grahams, Rebecca Pryor, uh, Michelle Inkslin, Shirley Dennis, Brandon Benavides, Linnea Hoff, Nicole Young, uh, they are all on Facebook. Uh, Jackie Ball, Laura, Cheryl Pope, uh, Brenda Grahams is somehow on Facebook and Twitter. Um, And and they are all um, chatting about this discussion. And they want to know, what's the name of this book again and where can I get it? So it's available on Amazon and the name again and and, uh, barnesandnoble.com. And the title of the book is Afterlife, A Collective History of Loss and Redemption in Pandemic America. By Dr. Yuhuru Williams, it is a collection. He is working with some amazing people, and he has just been a blessing to us tonight on this show. Thank you for being on Still Talking. It is so great to spend some time with you, Shaletta. I love you. Thank you for everything you do. I love you, too, and thank you for being a voice because, you know, we think it. We just don't know how to say it. 
Um, and so when you are putting pen to paper and you are writing these books and you are um, an expert in these columns for the New York Times, you are saying everything we are thinking, but you are speaking it in a way um, that everyone can understand. So whether or not they've had the experience we've had, um, they can see it from our lens and it allows our stories to be told. And you are a storyteller Um for our generation. And I just can't say thank you enough for speaking for me, for my children, for my grandmother, for my mom, for Sean, for all of us. You speak for us, and that means something. Appreciate you, Shalada. Thank you. All right. And y'all don't go anywhere. We've got more to come on Steel Talk. Okay. In a week or so, um, it's coming at me fast. Uh, The kids will be home uh, for a couple of weeks. And that means that I have to um, prepare some meals. Um, and, you know, they're already asking, what are we having for the holidays? What are we eating for Christmas? Uh, because we are going to um, have an opportunity to be home. And are we going to have some leftover Thanksgiving that you froze? Uh, are you going to cook something new and different you know and i'm already exhausted because cooking is not my thing meal prep is not my thing um i would prefer to just feed my kids raisin canes twice a day um and be done with it and then go to hy in the morning for donuts for breakfast um but i know that that's not healthy and i want to create some uh good healthy habits for my children when it comes to eating and especially when they're at home over the holiday break and prepping and getting ready for these holiday meals is so important. And, and, and you know, I, I know that it's a struggle for me. I'm not going to lie. And, and I'm, I'm not by myself. There are other moms and dads out there who are in the same boat. And whether you have kids or not, we, we just really want to make sure that we're living our best lives. And so I asked Danielle Mattis, she's a registered dietitian at Hy-Vee, to join us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline to talk about holiday meals. Girl, when I start thinking about cooking, I get nervous. My hands and palms are getting sweaty. Girl, that's just not my thing. You know, and for so many people, too, I think it's really stressful to have to come up with a whole meal plan, especially you mentioned when you have kids at home. Now you're not just feeding yourself. You're feeling, feeding a whole bunch of mouths, too. So you are definitely not alone with that. Okay, so Javi is doing something that I'm already signed up for. You got some events in December focused on healthy choices during the holidays because that's the time where everybody bringing the sweets. Everybody got cookies. Everybody got cakes. Everybody got cheesecake. And, girl, we come back in 2023 uh, looking like, uh, we put on a fat suit and let's just be honest. I know that I pack on the pounds between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then I got to make resolutions for January um, when I should be making right choices today. Yeah. And that's so true. I think um, especially as dietitians too, come January, we see so many people interested in our services and what we're doing, but you hit it right on the head, Shaletta, that right now is really that time to be proactive about it, too, so you don't end up in that situation in January when you're already trying to catch up. And so we do have a variety of services that we offer throughout the year, but especially now with the holidays coming up, we have a lot of holiday 
focused services. And okay. one that that I am always really excited about are our Wellness Wednesday classes. And so yes. those are, yeah. So those are a free virtual class. So you mentioned too earlier with people being maybe uncomfortable still about going out into busy places with the pandemic. And, and so we've offered all of our things virtual to help meet people where they are at with that comfort and still allow them to take advantage of those services. And so Wellness Wednesday classes, it's a half hour quick, like jump in on your lunch break class. We do it 12 to 12.30 every single week, and we go through recipes. We go through a recipe demonstration. We talk about hot and trending nutrition topics. We talk about different products that are available at Hy-Vee. And with it being the holiday season, too, we're focused on a lot of holiday topics. So I'll give you some examples. We have healthier holiday desserts coming up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we still want to enjoy all those desserts. We still love those sweets, but maybe how can we make it a little bit healthier? Or we have um, classes on easy dishes to pass. So when you're going to a gathering or even if you're cooking at home too, like what can you pair with those sides, maybe those decadent main dishes that can balance it out a little bit? Or you mentioned leftovers too. How do you make over some of those leftovers? So maybe you don't have to make a whole nother meal. You can just repurpose them a little bit. And the one thing that I like is, so the Wednesday classes um, that are free, that are virtual, that are just 30 minutes, they're also available in Spanish, um, which is amazing because we want everybody to be healthy. And I appreciate the fact that Hy-Vee knows that, you know, they don't just have one kind of customer. Um, and, and it opens it up to people who speak different languages. And also, you know, that 30 minutes goes by quick. And I know being on that virtual uh, Zoom workshop, um, you know, I feel like I have more questions or I, I don't get to ask what I want or, you know, I'm so busy taking notes and paying attention and laughing because the classes are fun um, that <laughs> I don't are. get everything that I need, you know, from the 30 minutes. But you can schedule sessions directly with a dietitian um, in your local Hy-Vee store. Talk to me about that. Yeah, you absolutely can. So we have dietitians that are based throughout the Twin Cities. Um, You can see us, again, we offer that virtually, but you can come and see us in person as well. So if you have questions, you want a little bit more one-on-one attention, the best way to get started with that is what we call a discovery session. So it's a no-obligation free session that you can set up with your local dietitian, and that's an opportunity for us to get to know what your health questions are, what your health concerns are, and then to learn a little bit more about the different services that we offer, too, so that you can find what's going to be a really good fit for you. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay, so I've got too many people uh, tagging me and DMing me because the one thing that I love about my show is that the conversation does not start and stop on the radio. We're on social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Folks can access me easily as well on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. And I right now, ma'am, I have seven messages from folks to say, okay, the class is free. It's on my lunch break. How can I sign up? Love it. So the easiest way to find access to the Wellness Wednesday classes, the discovery sessions, everything else that we offer is to go to hy website. So it's hy-v.com 
slash health, and there's a whole dietitians tab where you can see all of that information. We also do, the Hy-Vee Dietitians have their own Facebook page, and it's just at Hy-Vee Dietitians. Okay, let me go, hold on, at Hy-Vee Dietitian. Girl, oh, wait, I need to figure out how to spell dietitian. Hold on, I think. I'm <laughs> okay, got it. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so I'm liking that. I am signing up, um, and I am so excited to now uh, be a part of that. Oh, look, Erin, good. She's got a little video on. She's doing some recipes. Okay, I already love this. She's got the black eye pea <laughs> recipe up here. Oh, my gosh, this is great. How did I not already have this? Y'all got the sale items on here? Okay, Linnea, Brenda, all my followers right now who are asking me about this class and how you can sign up, make sure I, okay, this is how you spell dietitian. D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N-S. So, High V Dietitians, uh, they got 1.1 thousand followers. Let's see if we can't get that up to 1.5 thousand followers tonight on the show, because this video with Aaron is enough to get like two or three hundred more uh, likes. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> yes, we will get you set up on there for sure. Well, I just appreciate you spending some time with me on a Sunday night uh, being a part of Still Talking. Danielle Mattis, registered dietitian with High V. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me and have a happy holiday. You too, girl, and a thinner holiday um, because I'm coming to that virtual workshop on Wednesday. So plan Perfect. on me being we'll there. For you. There awesome. you go. Now, you know, one of the things that people tell me is how can I give back during the holidays, I want to help uh, someone in need, especially kids. I'll tell you how you can do that next. It is 847. You are listening to Still Talking on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio. Gerilyn Steele is not here tonight, but I am. My name is Shaletta Brundage, and I will be here until 11 o'clock hanging out with my friend Jonathan Lowe, who is producing at the historic WCCO radio studio um, in downtown Minneapolis. And I am here in the Cottage Grove basement studio telling y'all how you can make a difference in the community. So I was out um, the Thursday, the the weekend before Thanksgiving, um, passing out 350 Thanksgiving food baskets, not just turkeys. I'm talking about dressing and stuffing and rice and green beans and rolls and cranberry sauce and copies of my books to families in North Minneapolis in need. And a gentleman walked up to me and he said, I would love to be on your radio show. Um, I collect Christmas toys for children. Um, on the north side and we are in need of donations the um, ask this year is greater than it's ever been Uh, there are a lot of kids on our list families who need us and we don't want to turn anyone away and I know what he felt like because we were in the same boat with the Thanksgiving baskets we could only afford to do 350 and still had 100 people on the waiting list And so, you know, I know a lot of our listeners um, who enjoy this show know that one of my passions is community and helping people in need. And so whether it's Cozy or Rebecca or Linnea or Tom or Brenda, they listen and um, that doesn't stop at the radio station they translate that into uh, making a difference in community so I say you know what brother I'm gonna have you on the show 
as soon as I get a chance, because I want to tell people how they can donate, um, how they can help your efforts to help children have a Merry Christmas. So Mike Oker is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Mike, thank you so much for being on Still Talking. Now, tell me how people can donate. Do you want us to go out and buy toys and bring them to you? Should we bring you cash? What is the deadline? Give me the details. I will give you all the details, Shaletta. As soon as I thank you so much for bringing me on to your show, actually, Geraldine's show, which I listen to all the time as well. But uh, I thank you for bringing me on tonight. And, yes, we're having a great event. We've been doing this event for about four or five years. We were uh, stopped for the two years during COVID. But right. last year we had an amazing event. And uh, it, it all started about 10 years ago with uh, 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 an idea from my boss, that he wanted to do something in the community. And he said, Mike, let's take $5,000 and find 12 families in the neighborhood and uh, let's get them a big dinner from uh, just like you had for everybody, <clears throat> which was amazing, by the way, from Lunds and Byerly's, actually. And we did that with 12 families for a few years, and we got to also give them, uh, surprise them with a gift card when we brought the uh, the meals to their house, me and my daughter used to go around on Christmas Eve and do that. But mm-hmm. I figured I'm the type of person that says, let's take that money and try to make more and do more with it. Take mm. a seed and plant it and see what grows, you know? Yeah. And I've got a lot of connections in North Minneapolis. I've been here at the Four Street Saloon for 23 years now. I actually was the first hip-hop DJ in here in, in 2000. So I've had my time on uh, on the floor and behind the DJ booth. But yeah. most, most things yeah. that I like about it is that I'm here in North Minneapolis where I grew up and raised my kids. And giving back is the main thing. So we've got a lot of organizations that we're willing to jump on board. And what I call it is community soup. If I've got a piece of meat and I throw it in the in the pot, you've got a, a, a carrot over there, you've got an onion over there, and you've got some celery. Everybody's got something they can can put in there and that way it's not even one person's event or one one uh business's event this is a north side collaboration you know with everybody doing something awesome for north side kids and that's what yes. i love about it so donations let's go we've got uh we're taking donations up until the 17th which is the event the event okay. is on december 17th uh you can look us up at the, on the facebook page which is four streets alone 4THST Saloon at Facebook. And uh, we're taking donations. We're not a nonprofit, so we don't want cash. We want new toys for the kids. Okay. Um, okay. We're, we're already starting with a $5,000 base of toys. And on top of that, Wilson's Image, uh, the, the barbershop down on Broadway. Yes, my friend Tito. Yes. yes. Tito, that's my buddy. That's my partner. He'll be there. Uh, he's taking donations down there as well. Okay. And, uh, We've got Q Bear is going to be our guest celebrity DJ at the event from KMOJ Radio. Um, we're also going to be giving away food boxes for the families and hot food for the people that show up. Um, that will be supplied by the Twin Cities Relief Initiative, uh, youth resources, and also donations from uh, various businesses. The Northside Roaring Lions Project, Sweetie Pie. We've got about more than half a dozen of the Northside Biker biker clubs that are donating toys and coming to help to make the event uh, an amazing event. Also, our Northside artist, Charles Caldwell, 
is going to be there side by side with me. Uh, that's my brother in Santa Hood. He'll be our black uh, Santa, and I'm the white Santa, and we're doing this together, you know? <laughs> I love it. So, I, I just love it. I just love it. Now, what what age range of toys? Are you looking for something for little kids, bigger kids? You know, when I go out to Target and I start buying up these toys to take over to Tito Wilson's Barbershop so he can get to you for this toy giveaway yes. on the 17th, um, what age range are you looking for? Well, we're doing the event. This is our first year that we went beyond 12 because there were always people that had some older kids and they yeah. felt left out or we didn't want they them to did. feel left out. Yeah. So we had some gift cards the last year, but 16 and under is what we're doing. And we'd love okay. to have toys concentrated um, in, in whatever direction. It's, it's harder to find the toys for the 16, the it teenagers. Is. So that's great if you find something for the teenagers. They like gift cards as well. Yeah, um, but, I was gonna uh, say you get them an Amazon of, gift card. That's that's it. They they yeah. are good with that. Yes. Yep. So uh, we're we're accepting, like I said, till the seventeenth. Um, if you have a restaurant and you'd like to uh, donate food items or help with the cooking, or you have a uh, a store and you'd like to to donate something towards the food side of it. You can contact uh, Derek or Rachel at Twin Cities Relief Initiative, and uh, they they will be happy to take any. Or you can also contact the Minneapolis Roaring Lions as well. Oh, so my gosh. We're, so we're many people together coming to together. Yeah. You know, There's no it. INT. You know, that's what this is all about. So. Yeah, I tell people all the time. They're like, "Oh, Shaletta, you are doing such good work in the community." I'm like, "Girl, I don't, I don't own no stock in Hive. These people are coming That's out it. here and delivering this food. <laughs> the church volunteers are coming together. You know, I, I've got all my community partners at Comcast and Bremer Bank, yes. and you know, uh, United Healthcare and, and Clear Channel Outdoor. You know, it, there's no iron team. So I'm so glad um, to know that you are not." out here by yourself but every little bit helps and as as people are looking for opportunities and ways to donate this holiday season to make a difference pick up those gift cards uh get a toy take it down to tito wilson's barbershop um drop it off and it will get to a child in need mike thank you so much for the work that you are doing and for spending some of your sunday night with me on still talking Oh, certainly, Shaletta. Thank you, and I'm amazed by the things you do out here, so I hope to be talking to you soon. Oh, God bless you. I can't wait to see the pictures, and I'm going to get over to Tito's and drop off some gift cards for those older kids. I know how they feel left out because, you know, I've got that older boy, he's 16, and then I've got a 10, 9, and 8-year-old. And a lot of times, Mike, you know, those younger kids get stuff, and he's sitting there, he's not saying anything because he's a teenager, but he's processing, right? (laughs) He's processing that like, oh, well, they like the little kids more than they like me. And so, you know, I'm always grateful when somebody like a Henry Lake um, does something extra special for my son Andrew, like get him a jersey or send him some ice cream or something to make him exactly. feel special. So I'm so glad Love that Henry you. Too. I listen to all you guys. On yes. WCL. Oh man. Yeah, so I... uh, we are also taking donations at the Four Street Saloon. They can be dropped off with the bartender, just so we don't overload Tito down there. And uh, Tito go. Tito gonna be fine. Look, look, Tito yeah, going to be fine. Yeah, I, I like going in there and giving him whole, crap. He's got a lot of space <laughs> down there. Yeah, he, he's, he's awesome, <laughs> without a doubt. And look forward. We're going to do a Facebook post with me and uh, Tito and and uh, Q-Bear. 
and we got a surprise for a uh, surprise celebrity. We're going to sneak in on you with that one, too. So I'll make sure to tag you. Ooh, please tag me. I can't wait to see a yes. Mike Oker joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Listen, y'all don't go anywhere. My best friend, Fanshawn, is listening all the way in Houston, Texas. And I can't wait to tell her about all the amazing concerts coming up. Center Stage is up next. Stick around. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 